welcome to the podcast where Mercury is always in retrograde. Liz, it is 2021, baby. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Let's fucking we go. Well, we haven't made it yet because we're filming this or we're recording this on the 28th. Don't so we technically haven't made it, but... Break the suspension of belief. Oh, you're right. You're right. Disbelief. You're right. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> Happy New Year. We made it. We need to convince our audience that we are recording live. Like, this is running live. We are whispering uh-huh. in your ear as this is happening. We're at, whenever you are listening to this, we are actually speaking these words into existence just seconds before. You're catching this as as it's happening. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so, <laughs> anyway, um, Liz, how are you? How's the new year treating you? New year, new you. Any oh uh, resolutions? Any hopes, fears? I have no uh, hopes at all. Um, <laughs> I hope I get a job this year. I need a job. I need to be employed. Uh, I need health insurance this year because mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. have none. <laughs> Don't come, don't come and kill me, please. I don't have any insurance. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just hope that um, everyone I know stays safe and healthy and mm-hmm. uh, is happy again, please. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Aaron? Big one. Uh, I am chilling. I am vibing. I am... Uh, not really understanding the perception of time. So I'm sure it'll yep, settle same. in in about three months that I, it, it's 2021. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I just, uh, just, I don't know. Just, I don't know. Um, so anyways, the, the reason uh, I, I wanted, today's topic is going to be about internet drama. I feel like there there's a combination of things uh, as to why I wanted to talk about this. It's because first of all, there's a rise of YouTube videos that like are all about they're like documentary style talking about like internet history stuff, like dramatic mm. stories that I feel like we all live through, but now they're telling it like it's a fucking war movie and like it's so strange and surreal to me that that's happening and like I think about like the cyberpunk fiasco that's been happening uh, as of recent. And I feel like in five years, someone's going to make a two hour documentary about it. And I'm going to still watch it, even though I live. Oh, absolutely. All the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think absolutely. I think it'll be more than two years. I think it'll be probably uh, a month. I'd give it. <laughs> um, maybe. Well, actually, maybe not a month because then. It would have to, like, live out the breadth of, like, having been out for, you know, however long. Yeah, I think the thing and, about like, games... people experiencing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the thing about games is that, like, I noticed, at least with gaming, because there's so much that happens post-game release, uh, in terms of, like, DLC, uh, you know, additional patches, um, like, the way that No Man's Sky just completely flipped the fucking script and, like, made itself into a good game, despite the fact that it got... Well, probably one of the worst releases um, that came from any major studio. Um, 
Yikes. Like, I think that that kind of same... I'm sure Cyberpunk is, is going to try and do the same thing. I don't know if they will be successful, but I'm sure that we'll see a number of patches come through before any of these YouTube videos do get made because it opens them up to being, like, criticized if they make mm. a video too soon. So they have to wait for the dust to settle. But I, 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 I agree with you. I have no doubts in my mind the second that dust has settled, someone will start drafting a dramatic-ass YouTube video about it that's going to be longer than it needs to be. Um, right. <laughs> but also, I, I was... <laughs> no, 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 keep going. No, keep going, sorry. Um. So I was... The, that's the first part of it. Like, I feel like I've been watching a lot of those recently. But more importantly, mm-hmm. uh, today I logged on to tum- uh, Twitter.com. And then I had to go on to Tumblr.com because someone had written a three to 400 page call-out post about a minor. <gasps> and it had something to do... It, it, and it, unfortunately, because of the way that internet, like, uh, talk works, it got tangled entangled with some other drama from someone else so mm-hmm. i had woken up thinking that there was a 300 page call out written about some guy who wrote uh, a comic that was about the states being gay like these personifications of states being gay super <laughs> weird i had i had seen the original comic and unfortunately i tried to purge it from my memory but of course these things never just lie um uh-huh and so I finally got to the bottom of it, but I felt really, I got that endorphin rush from having to do my research and just sit there and be like, ooh, what's happening? What's the tea? So. Oh, yeah. Just it, like, like being, what? just like being nosy and like needing to know what the fuck is going on, even though like you weren't involved whatsoever. <laughs> I live off that shit. Like, why is this trending? You know what I mean? Literally. Literally. I saw um, on Twitter.com, I think it was either yesterday or two days ago, um, this might be the same thing that you're talking about, Aaron, but it was that some adult, literally 24 to 25 years old, was wrote a 500-page... Same thing. Google, Google Doc calling out yes. a minor. I didn't yes. know that it was about that comic series. I no. had heard that it was about um, this 13-year-old had created an OC and was shipping themselves with their OC. And that's what the 500-page document was yes. essentially calling them out for. Okay, wait. So let me clarify. You are right. Okay, thank the you. The thing is, because of the way that... that- uh tag was trending with some other uh tags people got the two stories confused so they thought oh. that that 500 page call out post was about a uh 20 year old who had writ- drew a comic that was kind of similar because of the way that it would like because of the topics that it dealt with like the the shipping the, the, the all that terminology got mixed up in the twitter uh algorithm and so people were like is there a like there was some deliberation that had to happen so when i woke up i was in the middle of that i had seen both things separately so i didn't realize that they were ended up intermingling and then i had to unravel this whole fucking thing and it just made me feel like a fucking detective like with red string all around where like these two stories somehow got tangled in my timeline and so I had to like piece together the clues and be like okay there's some crazy hundred number of I didn't know it was 500 because the number also was shifting so 
Like when I saw it, it said 300, but I saw the number go up as I <laughs> kept scrolling. So I was like, what is happening? What is literally <laughs> happening? Right. <laughs> Interesting. I, I hate the internet, but also just like, this is, this is so on par for internet drama bullshit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Things get tangled and like people, th- things are said that like literally... My favorite thing about internet drama is that, like, things are said with absolutely, like, no facts to back it up. And people (laughs) will, like, run with it completely and Mm -hmm. be like, oh, this is fact, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I will let me equate that with something that happened to me today. So I was drinking a Dr. Pepper today and uh, (laughs) on the (laughs) bottle it says, oh, it's like a combination of 23 flavors. So then I was like, what the fuck? There's 23 flavors in Dr. Pepper? Like, what does that mean? So Mm -hmm. I went, I Googled it because I was curious. And um, there was one article that I read that was like, Dr. Pepper fans speculate this. And this is all speculation. Take this with a grain of salt that these are the 25 flavors. And it was like 25 things like vanilla, lavender, cola, whatever. Okay. And then I like went back to the search page and scroll down a little bit more. And I clicked on another link and it was like, this is a fact that this, these are the 23 flavors in a Dr. Pepper. This is confirmed. And it was like very obvious that that person who wrote the second article just like copied and pasted what was in the first one <laughs> and like put it in this article, but then deleted the whole like, this is speculation. And instead was like, this is fucking fact and you cannot dispute this. <laughs> and I, I, I just feel like that's what happens when you have fucking internet drama. Someone's always oh got to open their mouth, say some stupid shit, and then people are like, yeah, word. Word. I mean, truly insane. I've seen... And I, like... Here's the thing. I I love this drama so much that I actually have a note... In, uh, like, I have a note in my notes app that keeps track of all of this. Um, oh so whenever I see something funny I or, like, wild, I will write it down. Um, mm-hmm. it's been spanning for a while, so I have stuff all the way back from when Bush discourse was coming back up over his paintings. Um. Oh my god. Because he's a war criminal. Um, to, uh, I saw on TikTok sewing community drama about, about bias tape. So I really just enjoy all sorts. About what? Bias tape. What is that? Uh, so when you're, um, when you're sewing, like, fabrics and stuff... Um, there are a lot of uses for having, like, maybe you want to hem an edge or you want to create an end to something. Like, you, you can fold, uh, a piece, like, almost like a ribbon or a piece of fabric, a thin line into a a bias. And, um, Mm -hmm. there are several different ways that you can do it. You can just fold it over and then slowly iron it down. Um, that one's a little tricky because you get into... Like, you have to hold it down with your hands and then slowly, like, iron it. And it can get a little messy and you can mess up the fold. Um, so there are different right. uh, contraptions. And then there are people that are like, don't listen to the people that are t- trying to sell you these contraptions. Like, it's a fucking scam. And then they're like, literally, I'm not trying to scam anyone. Like, I'm just saying it works for me. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love this. I love this. Oh Honey, the girls are fighting the girls are fighting i saw something similar to that like um this woman has so there's like machines that you can get that are like circular 
um, and you like set it up and you can mm-hmm. essentially just like um, knit hats with this like circular machine. Like, I don't know how it works, um, oh. but it's like yeah. really simple and like people get them for like old people or children who like want to make hats um, and may not like mm-hmm. have the mobility to do so. Mm-hmm. And so this woman had contracted this um, machine that was like essentially that but you can put a drill bit into a hole and run the drill and it'll like very fast make a hat (laughs) like it'll just like spin this thing so fast to make the hat and it's really innovative and it's like if you're making a lot of hats for whatever Mm -hmm. reason like it's really smart and um essentially she was selling these hats and like whatever had a whole business of her making these hats and selling them and people were like this is the cheapest way to make a hat this is ridiculous like don't buy hats from this lady like we're just like so pressed about this machine that she had put together and i was like looking at it and i was like dude like who gives a fuck if this woman found a way to make hats fast i know right oh my god the fuck People, people are so pressed over anything Dude, like, sometimes I, like, look at this stuff and I'm like, in some cases, it is truly, like, a a gray area where, like, I don't know even how I feel about some of these things. But in some of these cases, I look at this this stuff and I'm like, honestly, like, I can see where people are losing their minds, but I don't think that they're right. (laughs) Right. Literally. Like, I think that people are just making a big deal out of nothing and we can't just have... I don't know, someone just minding their business and doing whatever the fuck they want. True. Um, But most of the time, I like to see what the fuck's going on. I like to see the drama. I like to see the mm-hmm. discourse. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love drama. I love discourse. And I love when people get called out. It's really fun. Uh, oh my god, you know, it's so culture, fun. Whatever fucking bullshit you want to say about it, it is a lot of fun. I have a good old hooting and hollering time, just watching people get <laughs> called out. People re- react to that call out. Uh, what are people reacting to that reaction? I just love. I just eat that shit up. I love sitting back and just letting that shit lie. It is. Mm-hmm. It is wonderful. It is glorious. I love not being involved. <laughs> Literally. Um. <laughs> What are, what are you, what drama are you going to bring to the table today, Erin? So the drama that I'm going to bring today is a drama that I love to see. Um, it's, it hasn't happened in a while because it's pretty frowned upon in the community, but I'm going to specifically talk about speedrunners who get caught oh cheating God. on their speedruns. It is so fascinating because it's like, you have, you have to have skill to, to speedrun a game. And especially for these games that are as high profile as Super Mario 64, like Ocarina of Time, uh, Sunshine, you know, all of these, uh, even Minecraft as a speedrun, like these are all speedrunning categories that are very, very popular. There's a lot of attention to it, even outside of the speedrunning community. There's a lot of attention to when someone breaks uh, one of these records, whether that's any percent, uh, whether that's like 120 stars, you know, whatever, or 120 shines, if you're playing Sunshine, like any of those um, are are, are big, big titles to have. Um, And so uh, I've never met a community that so quickly and efficiently established community 
guidelines for things as a speedrunning community. They have affected like group and community change and affected rules better than any socialist communist liberation party that I've ever seen in my entire life. These people have fucking spreadsheets. They have certain uh, uh, like rule sets. If you want to disobey those rules, they give you the space to create your own space to um, to affect those rules. So whether you use cheats, whether you don't use cheats, not cheats, but like uh, whether you can clip through and take advantage of any bugs or not, you know, what what console you're playing on, whether it's a it's um, emulation, all of these things, it's so fascinating to me. And then mm-hmm. every now and then there have been uh, a couple of uh, speedrunners that got caught cheating uh, and, you know, clipping. Um, you can kind of uh, tell when they you know, edit a video to try and like there is community scrutiny to in order to be listed uh, on these uh, forums. So it's really <laughs> it's it's an intense right. process, dude. And so when fakes come out, it's like a big fucking deal. Uh, most recently, mm-hmm. apparently, there is a category of speedrunners who speedrun Super Mario sixty four blindfolded. Oh my god, um, blindfolded. Yeah, it's really fascinating. So the thing is, they use audio cues to hear where Mario is and what's happening in his environment. And they use a combination of that and like just a long time playing that game, like knowing exactly. I think the thing about the uh, the blindfolding uh, 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 speedruns is that you really only need 16 stars to beat Super Mario 64. So if you can blindfold gets those 16 stars, you can um, effectively uh, uh, win the game. Right. And so and so it's like a type of speedrun. It's really interesting. A lot of people can't do it. Even, even seasoned speedrunners and people who have played Super Mario 64 for like half a decade can't can't play that uh, play it blindfolded. You really have to train. Um, yeah, there insane. are certain, yeah, so there are certain normalizing actions. I'm only giving all this context because, uh, someone had cheated and faked a blindfold speedrun. And I watched an hour and a half YouTube video recently about it, and it was <laughs> fascinating. Because here's the thing you, he went through this guy's entire gameplay, and he's streaming uh. on Twitch. So, like, his live audience is kind of like just drinking in that Kool-Aid, but some of them had called him out. And so I think that's what had kind of sparked this. But it's interesting because, like, you have the skill to speedrun Mario 64 to do this. You have to have a lot of skill. You have to have put a lot of time and energy in order to even get to the point where you can fake speedruns. And so the fact that you are willing to risk it all literally the second you get caught as that shit, your name gets dragged through the fucking mud and the community that you have been, um, you know, making yourself known to for the past probably at least three years if you're trying to speedrun Super Mario 64 and even get to the mid-levels of those uh, leaderboards, like, that's gone. They will exile you, dude. They just do not... You are banned from their listings because you cannot be trusted. It is fucking wild i i Yikes. literally cannot imagine putting all of that on the line just to fake a fucking speed run that you can just 
I don't know. Like, I get it. Like, it's hard. But also, at the same time, like, you've already worked this hard. You know? It's not like... it. I can, I can almost kind of understand people who trace art because they... It's an easy out. But, like, you don't really <laughs> right. have to have a lot of skill. These games require skill. Like, you can't just pick... I can't pick up Super Mario 64 and start speedrunning it. I would have to play it for at least a couple months. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And even then, I'm wow. not even going to make it to the leaderboard. I'm going to just, like, do the my, probably my personal best. And then I'd have to train for a fucking year. Because these people are insane. Like, I just right. can't imagine having to t- do all of that. And just, it was so funny, dude. It was so funny. This guy, like, clearly has That's this... Insane. This whole setup. He has a camera on him, but it's at a weird angle. It was... It was fucking funny watching this dude roast this guy about his twitch stream <laughs> how did he how did he fake the speed run like was he like i don't understand uh, so he clearly had this blindfold on in the twitch uh like in the little webcam thing mm-hmm. but he either his head was at a weird angle so either he could see from above the blindfold and he had a hat on where he, there was a gap where he could see the screen or mm-hmm. he can or he could see through the blindfold um weird the thing is when people speed run mario right and they're doing a blindfolded run they fix the camera angle because as you know super mario 64 that camera angle will go everywhere and if you're trying to uh, play the game blindfolded, you need to know that you, when you press up, that Joy-Con goes up, you are going up. If you can, right. fi- there's a fixed camera um, mode, and when you utilize that mode, um, it really won't move unless you move it. This guy's entire run, he was shifting the camera all around, and there were certain parts where, like, there are audio clues audio cues but he wasn't using them weird and you could kind of tell because there's a there's a pause and unpause hack where not hack but like it, it, it it'll make a certain sound when you spin bowser when you pause and unpause so that's the strat that all of the blindfolded super mario 64 speedrunners use and this guy mm. was just spinning bowser and just not even trying to listen to the cues like just talking over him beating bowser in the middle of him supposedly being blindfolded meanwhile like it's kind of like how are you able to beat this boss if you're not even using the strat that literally every single other speedrunner is using right right huh that's so fun because this is like drama that i would have never known about because i'm like not a part of like the speedrunning community i don't watch a lot of speedruns um so it's just like kind of funny to hear this. It's so like, and, like you look at drama losers. from an out. Yeah, <laughs> like dead ass. Like what the fuck? You're gonna fucking cheat at a speed run for what? You don't even get money for this shit. It's literally yeah. just clout. If you wanted clout, just do a TikTok dance or something. I don't know. Like oh my god, dude. <laughs> Not this shit. Not this. <laughs> Anything but this. Wow. Literally. It's so funny. I I just love the fact that this dude went on Twitch to do this, which is like infinitely funnier because like he He's gonna got get called caught. out. Exactly. Yeah. People At watch least- Twitch streams and like 
Yeah, at least make it more fucking subtle. These people watching Twitch streams are going to be, like, observing everything. And, like, I don't know. I feel like they're not afraid to, like, call fucking people out who are, like, doing things wrong. Twitch chats are, like, absolutely buck wild. I do not interact in Twitch chats, but I unfortunately do have to read it. And, like, I'm just like, damn. Yeah. Y'all be saying anything, I get anything, so intimidated. Huh? Yeah, I get so intimidated. <laughs> They're crazy, they, it dude. literally scares me. But then the streamer will be like, I see you lurkers. I see lurkers. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> shut Let me up. lurk in peace. I did, however, like, send a message in a Twitch chat the other day. Because this girl that I was watching, um, her name is Arden Rose. Mm -hmm. And she plays a lot of Animal Crossing, but she's, like, fucking insane. Like, she's literally just insane. Um, She's playing Animal Crossing looking for a new villager to move Mm -hmm. in. And she, like, said something about, like, (laughs) being, being, like, a hundred-year-old, like, a hundred-year-old, twenty-year-old and, like, sitting there and, like, said something about, like, crocheting and knitting and was, like, just poking fun. And I, like, put in the chat, I was, like, not me sitting here watching this stream crocheting. And, like, 70 people were, like, same. <laughs> like, so many people were, like, yeah, me too. Me, me. Oh, my like, God. Oh, look at me, popular. <laughs> the uh, the literal Venn diagram of people that it uh, that stream appealed to, and you were just, like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny how we all just, like, end up there. <laughs> I love cure. I love when the audience is so curated and it like the vibes are so good. Like, mm-hmm. fucking incredible, incredible shit. Yeah, yeah um, I appreciate it. But yeah, that's the drama that I I wanted to talk about in particular. Um, th- these fucking nerds just absolutely I love roasted it. in these YouTube videos, and all I, of like, us just didn't... spectating it. Right, I like didn't know that speedrunning was like, um like that huge of a thing my the only time i ever watched like any speed runs was when we were really into critical um oh. and he would do those like weird pc game speed runs where he would like clip through the walls and shit and the video would be like 30 seconds and he'd be like all right i'm done <laughs> <laughs> and like no. i would watch it and i'd be like oh that's cool it's that, and that was it <laughs> He's he's th- those were the good days. I I fucking love I, I what I love about speedrunning is I think what I love about obscure fanfiction that I can find off of Wattpad or AO3, like Cats mm-hmm. 2019 fanfiction that I looked up immediately after watching Cats. Like if I see a game or if I play a game <laughs> that just is so weird and bizarre, like I will always look up where I like if there's a speed run of it and how long because it just it's so funny to me people will submit speed runs for all kinds of games like ps2 games are will have like updated speed run uh times from like a couple months ago and it's like is that's how you chose to spend your time is to perfect the run of a game that does not matter <laughs> right <laughs> that no right. one's like, ever heard of so Right. So inconsequential. So inconsequential. And, like, and, that uh, same shit applies across, like, 
AO3 fanfiction stuff where, like, I will watch a movie sometimes or, like, I'll see a thing. Like, the other day I, I saw someone talk about how it's so weird that Jake from State Farm, like, their whole marketing tactic for Jake <laughs> is, like, to make him, like, seem like he's being hit on and, like, to make him hot. And so I was like, is there any Jake from State Farm fan fiction? And guess what? There is. They they ship him with Flo from Progressive. <laughs> no. <laughs> stop. Stop, stop, stop. You can find that shit curated on AO3 under RPF. So you're welcome. There's also um, Jake X Raider fan fiction as well, if that's more your speed. Uh, I feel like a sommelier for all the worst things on this earth. <laughs> My eyes are literally readers. wide open. Hell. <laughs> I I am obsessed with internet stupid shit. Um Yeah. I love it. Uh anyway, Liz, do you have any drama that you would like to to discuss? I sure to spill. Do. Um so I was thinking, I was trying to think of a good one to talk about. Mm-hmm. And the first one that came to mind was the girl, that um, black girl who, like, was on Twitter wearing a Make America Great Again hat, like, being like, oh, I'm being hate crimed because I'm wearing this Make America Great Again hat and, like, set up a GoFundMe and all the Trumpies, like, donated a bunch <gasps> of money. And then she was like, actually, psych fuck donald trump and just like conned all these people (laughs) um but like i had only really seen that in passing like i wasn't Mm -hmm. really involved like i was just kind of like oh go bitch like get those Mm -hmm. nasty ass conservatives money Mm -hmm. um so then i was like okay well like what am i actually interested in what are my interests you know like what do i like Mm -hmm. who knows um and i had watched a youtube video the other day about this this girl is in the booktube community so she is a booktuber but she also does like booktube drama videos and like i'm into booktube and like i watch a lot of it but i'm never like into booktube enough to like be involved with the drama and like watch the drama unfold Mm -hmm. um and so i had watched this youtube video going over this drama that occurred with a booktuber who i had been that i actually started watching booktube with um her name is sasha allsberg she um is one of the like big 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 booktubers um and she had she's one of the book she's one of the first booktubers to have published their own book so she is the author of the zenith series oh which is horrible like people have read it and reviewed it on booktube and they were like (laughs) sasha is my friend and i respect her for who she is but this book fucking sucks and like people aren't afraid to say it and you know what i can believe it i can literally believe it uh because she has the personality of like a stale cracker like she's just so fucking boring um (laughs) and she also co-wrote it with this girl this other girl who is like a mormon like oh very conservative like just very bad vibes to be honest um so anyway so sasha allsberg this big booktuber and she like started getting into like lifestyle vlogging 
and um, got involved with this other booktuber who lives over in London, who is also an author of his own young adult fantasy book series. Um, I don't know that guy. I don't know this guy's name off the top of my head, but they like started hanging out and they became really good friends. And now all of a sudden they're dating. And Mm. she, before the, before the pandemic, she was like traveling back and forth um, between London and Boston, Massachusetts, where she lives quite, Mm -hmm. quite a lot. Um, and was, like, traveling all over Europe. Like, she was in Paris. She is, like, obsessed with Scotland. She's, like, fucking obsessed. So she was, like, over there. And then, like, once the pandemic hit, I think she, like, stopped traveling for a little. But then after it, like, got a little bit better and, like, people started traveling again, like, she just, like, kept unnecessarily traveling to and from London for, like, no reason. So it's just like people started calling her out for that being like, why are you traveling to and from London? Like unnecessarily, like Mm -hmm. there's no reason why you have to keep going back and forth. Like she has these two dogs that she lives with in Boston. So like Mm -hmm. she would go to London to see her boyfriend and then come back to like take care of the dogs. But it's just like either stay in London or stay in Boston, like stop fucking traveling and putting people at risk. Like, what are you doing? Um, so people were calling her out for that and then all of a sudden someone stumbled upon her depop account and on her depop account she was selling a bunch of books because she was moving to london so she Mm -hmm. was selling a lot of her young adult books plus arcs which are like advanced reader copies of books that haven't been published yet Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole point of an arc is that it's not intended for resale. Like you're not supposed to sell them. You're supposed mm-hmm. to they're sent to like influencers and like people who request them to read them first and to write reviews on them. And then, you know, you pass them on or you donate them to like a library or something. Um, and most of the time arcs aren't fully edited or completed. Um, Mm -hmm. so like you could read an arc, an arc for a book and then like the final copy will come out and some things may be different. Um, or, and it'll be like more thoroughly and completely edited. Mm -hmm. So it's like really, it's really not intended for resale. Also, if you're reselling arcs, you're like low key, high key taking away from any kind of profit the author might be making off of the final published book right Um, right and people people are really intense about arcs they're really adamant about making sure that like they don't get resold um a lot of like really professional booktubers that i watch um Mm -hmm. make a whole big deal about like making sure that they pass arcs on to like family and friends who want to have the opportunity to read those books um Mm -hmm. and like don't donate them to places they know will resell them um Mm -hmm. so sasha had put up this depop account where she was selling um like a couple of already published books plus at putting including arcs in the listings so she was selling like a copy of the cruel prince by holly black in hardcover and an arc of the cruel prince and she was 
she was marketing it as the cruel prince new barnes and noble exclusive hardcover and you get a free arc when you buy this book and she was doing that with a lot of other books as well she'd be like oh here's a sundhai minam bundle bundle like the when dimplement rishi like young adult contemporary book um she'd be like oh here's the first two books in the series um both are new hardcovers and you get the free arc of the third book or like Mm -hmm. here's this other series with the first three books and then you get an arc of this other book whatever um and it would have been fine if like the prices reflected just those two books but like the cruel prince the barnes and noble exclusive hardcover plus this free arc literally she was selling it for 85 (laughs) dollars And it's like she very obviously was like posting these listings and posting these book bundles with the arcs like for a higher price than it would be just the books. Um, right. And it's very obviously that she was selling these arcs. So people were calling her out for it and be like being like um, as an author yourself like you should understand that like this is really fucked up and like you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Um plus this 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 part i thought was kind of funny there's a picture of her selling this hardcover and two arcs um whatever and literally the cover of the hardcover that she's selling of the published book is literally torn to shreds because her dog like chewed the cover and she still has the audacity to sell it for 40 dollars. i'm like people are fucking delusional it's literally insane oh my god jesus so people People were calling her out and they were like, uh, Sasha, why the fuck are you selling ARCs? And she released a statement on Twitter and was like, oh, I just became aware of like all these allegations against me that I'm trying to sell ARCs and like I need to clear it up and, and address all that's concerned because like none of these accusations are accurate, like immediately denying everything. And then she's like, over the course of my booktube career, like I get a lot of ARCs um, and, you know, for me to review and like typically she goes typically i donate these arcs once i need to make space for new ones but covid had made it really impossible this year i can't donate it anywhere which like i don't know about you but like my local savers goodwill is accepting donations like there are a lot of places that are still accepting no donations like my library accepts donations savers accepts donations and she lives in the city of Boston. Uh, there's a bunch of shit over there. Okay, I'm like <laughs> pretty positive you, live you can in a find major city in America. Like, yeah, like I'm pretty sure you can find a school that's accepting donations or a library that's accepting donations. Like, mm-hmm. it it just like doesn't ab- it makes absolutely no sense. And people were like, okay, yeah, like sometimes I guess places weren't accepting donations during COVID-19 but then it's also like you bring up COVID-19 and you're still traveling unnecessarily like what is the point yeah holy shit so then she's like I never meant to sell ARCs I'll refund everyone and just like this whole statement was really like really crass and like accusatory towards the people who were accusing her and she was very much like I'm not doing this I didn't do it um and another part of it is this there so there became this person bought a copy um of a sarah jane mass book from sasha uh, off of depop and it was um listed as a signed copy of 
something or a, a Sarah J. Mass book, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the person who got the book, like, posted a picture of it on Twitter and was like, hey, I just got this book from you. Um, and it, it's like it posted the picture of the signature in the book. And it's literally a shitty pencil outline of Sarah J. Mass's um, signature then traced over with Sharpie, but the pencil wasn't erased. So this person took a picture of this signature and was like, um, I think Sasha Osberg forged Sarah J. Mass's signature. So then people on Twitter started tweeting pictures of their own signed Sarah J. Mass books, and they were like, uh, yeah, she literally did. The signatures look nothing alike. <laughs> So people were fucking flipping out. They were like, I cannot believe Sarah J. Or I cannot believe Sasha Osberg literally forged Sarah J. Mass's signature on a signed copy of a literally book. Literally one of the most major <laughs> authors. Sarah J. Mass is a huge fucking deal in the YA fantasy community. She is yes. humongous. How are you going to fake her signature? Like, out of all the possible artists, uh, authors that you could have possibly forged. And, like, do a good job if you're going to forge it. Absolutely. So then she, like, along with the statement about, like, donating the arcs, she, like, made a statement that was like, oh, as to the allegations that I forged a signature, this is literally not true. Um, and then she talks about how, like, when she's an author and like at a book signing you know like sometimes her markers or pens run out of ink so like they have to make do with what they have so what happened to her is that sarah j mass signed her book with a pencil and then sasha saw her later and traced it over in sharpie and people are like that is the stupidest fucking story i have ever heard that's literal horseshit it's so funny so she released that statement that was like really aggressive and then a day later her publicist must have been like sasha please don't don't fuck this up even more than you had and made her re-release a statement that was a lot more understanding and like um i'm gonna refund the money and like i'm trying i'm getting i'm gonna try and get sarah j mass to like make a statement about the signature kind of thing (gasps) But it's it's also just, like, it's so fucking embarrassing. Like, I can't imagine, like, having this big platform where you, like, essentially grew from nothing. Like, she was just, like, this girl who graduated high school and was, like, doing booktube for fun and then became, like, super, super popular enough that, like, she didn't have to worry about, like, finding a job and, like, essentially was doing YouTube as a job, which then... Mm-hmm. Got her, the, got her to the point where she had written a book that became a New York Times bestseller mm-hmm. because of her platform on BookTube um, literally selling chewed up copies of books and arcs on Depop and traveling during a global pandemic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So. Dude. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. It's like I, I watched this video and I was dying because she, honest to God, annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> I, I've i seen her before, like her stuff on YouTube before. Um, 
I'm very I'm I'm very much on the peripheral of of booktube stuff, but like, dude, that's so bad. Oh my god, you there's just like so many elements to it that are like interplaying, and the fact that all of this came out at the same fucking time, I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, it was oh god. it was insane. I like went into this video being like, okay, like let's see what we have to hear about about Sasha Osberg. And it, like, mm-hmm. started with the traveling during a pandemic. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's pretty bad. And then it went to, like, the, okay, selling books on Depop. And I was like, oh, shit, okay, yeah, that is really bad. And then they started talking about Sarah J. Mass's forged signature. And I was literally losing it. <gasps> oh, my God. Like, how are you going to do that shit, dude? How? I <laughs> And, like, not expect people to notice. Like, are you dense? How how in your own bubble do you have to be to believe that you are immune to the wrath and ire of internet scrutiny? <laughs> it's insane. It's literally insane. And people are pressed about it. People are rightfully pressed about it because, like, Sasha Osberg is doing this and, like, there's been three big strikes against her you know like it's not just one thing. It's, like, all these three things. Meanwhile, like, smaller booktubers of color will do, mm-hmm. like, one wrong thing and people are so ready to cancel them and like yeah. so ready to yeah. just like stop re- watching their content and like calling them out and so people on twitter are frustrated because it's like oh y'all will sit there and be like oh sasha it's okay like you're forgiven for all this shit but when it comes to like a creator of color you're more than ready to be like fuck your content i'm not watching anything <laughs> I don't know. It's just interesting. Oh my god. Literally. Also, the whole, like... So she released both these statements and then was like, oh, I'm taking a break from social media. I can't be on social media. And, like, something very similar happened with another booktuber um, who we talked about on, like, one of the first episodes of this podcast, Chandler Ainsley. Um, Someone called her out because... She has kind of created this whole brand for herself where she's, like, this quirky white southern girl who likes to sit in her car and eat Chick-fil-A and read, um, you know, like, queer romance novels. And she, which is good because it's, like, she has a platform to spread, you know, information about, like, representative books or whatever. But she also, in a way, like, almost fetishizes, like um men loving men romance novels um because that's like a big portion of what she reads and she'll be like i don't want to read it if it doesn't have smut in it um and so people called her out and they were like you're gonna sit there and you're gonna you know low-key fetishize these books and then also Mm -hmm. sit in your car and eat chick-fil-a which is like fucking homophobic yeah (laughs) so people people called her out for it and she pretty much never addressed it and then was like okay i need to take a break from social media like i'm (laughs) going off oh my god (laughs) and so it's just like i don't know it's just a trend i suppose yeah i feel like that's that's a trend for a lot of people who get canceled (laughs) over like legitimate shit yeah (laughs) yeah I love to so see that's it, my though. that's my drama, <laughs> just fun stuff. 
I, I love this. I love the drama so much, dude. It's just so good. There, there are so many things that happen on the internet and I uh, love to see it. You know, the thing about, uh, the thing that gets me about Sasha is that like, I feel like she could have gotten away with it. She really could have gotten away with a lot of sh the shit that she did. Because like, if you just do, if you want to finesse the system, like you absolutely can, uh, and like, it, it, I just like it. It's so obvious how just careless these people are because they think that they're gonna get away with it because they are above anything that happens and that they are untouchable. Which, in a way, she kind of is because she still has like that big following. But she I'm still just has like, that big following like, that's going to be like, oh, Sasha, it's okay, you're forgiven. Even though, like, they're not the ones who, like, who the apology is for, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. She also has the opportunity and the ability to be like, okay, I'm going to step down from my social media. Like, and, like, don't address these concerns because I'm off of social media. <laughs> oh, my God. Literally. I... Yeah, I, I I genuinely do not think that cancel culture is real because PewDiePie is back as if he's never been a Nazi before. So, like, yeah, like because he's in a couple like of Shane Dawson, like it makes me Shane so Dawson, mad. Uh, uh, what's his name? James Charles, like, uh, all of them are just like back at it as if nothing has ever happened, as if they like Shane Dawson didn't try to fuck his cat and like. James Charles wasn't being like a fucking James Charles weirdo and harassing his straight guy friends and like sexually harassing them and then making not a big deal about it because he uh you know perpetuates the idea that men can't can't be victims of sexual assault and it's just like wow you really just we all just let that slide huh oh my god please like hold hold your content creators accountable it's like absolutely off the wall that people are still out here like yeah shane dawson's like not a bad person like he literally is like he fucking sucks he's gonna sit here and and be like oh it's okay that i did blackface and you know a racist uh hispanic character and you know said the n-word with a hard r <laughs> and hard r you know <laughs> like said that i wanted to fuck a child and like had pedophilic conversations that were recorded or whatever like it's fine that i said that because like i apologize and i like didn't do anything wrong and it's like he doesn't take accountability for any of his fucking accent actions it's literally insane and me. all of these fucking videos are all like my apology videos and it's like a whitewash background like very somber music and like portrait mode on and they're like i'm sorry that your fucking feelings were hurt you goddamn pussies and then everyone's like oh my god cancel culture is taking our fucking creators out god yeah i'm sorry you feel that way like dude that's not it's like can you please tell these people that that's not an apology that's not an acceptable apology it's not it's not dude pewdiepie is literally a fucking nazi and people are like but he's with deep voice uh, what's his name corpse creator playing among us can't who cares if he is nazi <laughs> saying the n-word again hard r on that shit <laughs> 
<laughs> one more one more thing about James Charles. I don't know if you saw this, Aaron, but James Charles, like, oh, James Charles can't... F- I saw a clip of a video that he made with the D'Amelio sisters, oh, oh, yeah. one of the boyfriends of the D'Amelios, and s- someone else, and he was like, had them all sat in front of the Christmas tree, and he was like, congested. And he was like, I know that the holidays are really hard for a lot of people, and like, especially with this virus, like, it's literally insane. Like, you can't see your family and friends, but like, who is that to stop us from hanging out and having uh, a good holiday? And like, you know, I am feeling a bit under the weather, but you know what? That's not going to stop us from exchanging gifts. And he's like, literally sitting there, like, fucking coughing and sniffling. And I'm like, is James Charles literally going to infect all these people with the coronavirus? Are you fucking kidding me? The audacity to sit there and be like, we won't let this pandemic stop us celebrating with my friends. Meanwhile, it's like people literally were not able to go home for the holidays. People were literally not able to see their families for Thanksgiving or Christmas. People were literally not allowed to say goodbye to their loved ones and they were fucking dying in the hospital due to the coronavirus. Like, and James Charles has the audacity to make this video to be like, oh, the pandemic's not going to stop me from exchanging these gifts with Dixie D'Amelio. It's like, fuck off, dude. Literally. I'm going to beat his ass in hell. I'm going to absolutely curb stomp his ass in hell. I I, 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 I have sights on him. And I'm absolutely going to rail him. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to hate crime James Charles in hell. <laughs> I am... I am going to create an environment that is so fucking toxic. toxic. (laughs) Yeah, I hate him. (laughs) I'm I'm just like, I'm going to beat all of their asses. I like this is why I I enjoy cancel culture, because it's not real. So I get to enjoy (laughs) it. That's my God. I wish that someone was was actually canceled. Please just fucking cancel someone. I know, right? Like, please do it, you pussies. (laughs) <laughs> whatever um another day uh, that trisha paytas roams the earth <laughs> oh so we're just naming everybody oh, we're just- <laughs> oh, we're just- <laughs> i'm just really calling everybody up <laughs> giving full names <laughs> <laughs> full names why why what is it about the n-word that makes everyone want to say it like what is it liz i've never felt the compulsion you know what i mean me neither. <laughs> what? Like, what are you? What is wrong with people? Oh my god, Idubs did. Like, what the fucking fuck is Joji wrong with gets people? to rebrand himself after the fucking debacle that was uh, Filthy Frank. Like, I, I just it makes no fucking sense, dude. It makes no fucking sense. Last year he was at Oshiaga, and me and Shawnee are standing there watching his set. Joji. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is first of all, he's a terrible performer. Let me just say, like, I absolutely does not know what the fuck he's doing. Um, like, no sense of, like, actually engaging with the crowd that he's with. No sense of, like, really actually entertaining these people. It just feel- felt like an ego trip for him. So, uh, that was not fun. And then, like, I was watching him and I'm like, I can't believe I'm looking upon Filthy Frank. Just looking at oh him. And the fact that he's trying to divorce himself from that past. No, I will never, ever let that shit go. You will always be filthy Frank to me, you fucking disgusting worm of a man. Worm of a man. <laughs> oh my god. Word. <laughs> and with that... <laughs> it's the N-word. It's just the N-word over and over and over again. 
It's like, why do you He's think you can say that? He's out here just saying the N-word. Hard R. Oh God, the hard R. Kill fuck. Anyway, thanks for listening to another episode of Retrograde. You can find us on Instagram <laughs> at Retrograde Podcast or on Twitter at Pod Retrograde. We upload new episodes every Monday morning and we will see you or uh, hear you again next time. Thanks for listening. Happy 2021, everyone. Stay safe. Goodbye. Catch you in the next one. Bye. It's a